0: We are in Deuteronomy chapter 5, and we are finishing up, maybe, (laughs) hoping, the Ten Commandments uh, today, uh, looking at the last three. Um, As we go through, or as we have gone through the commandments, I hope and pray that their relevance... For us today uh, is clear in your mind and clear in your thinking. As I was reading this morning in uh, Proverbs 28, I came across this verse, and it really struck me in light of what we're talking about today. If one turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. Whoa. You know, some 500 years and some change after the law was given here, Solomon sees the prominence of the law in the life of Israel there. Um, And as we have seen so much of so many of these commandments, all but one, are reiterated to Christians uh, today. And so it's important that as Christians we be thinking people that we don't just go, oh, it's the law. We can dismiss it. It's not red letter. We can dismiss it. No. Uh, we can't uh, there. Last week, uh, we looked at really the significance of every human being. You know, why is every human being significant? And the plethora of issues that play out from that. Um, things that are really foreign to our culture in their thinking and in their knowledge. And really only we have an answer. For that not and not because we're we're cerebral or petty um, or anything, we have the revealed word we that that is what we have. We looked last week at the the profound nature of the marriage relationship in not committing adultery. We looked at why does he say thou shalt not fornicate because he could have if it was merely sexual sin that he was dealing with, but he was. Highlighting how precious the marriage relationship is uh, there and how fundamental and foundational for a society and a civilization that the marriage relationship uh, be strong. We're picking up uh, with the next commandment. Let's see, that would be number eight. And Shauna, would you read... Verse 19, all five words thereof. You shall not steal. Do not steal. See if the stand will survive the entire Sunday school hour. Do not steal. What positive truths come out of that commandment? It says, "Do not steal." Why? Why should we not steal?
1: Because you're taking something that God has given to someone.
0: Okay. There are a couple of things, like you're taking something that really, that ultimately, God did not give you <laughs> that you were desiring
1: so much, so that you <laughs> take it on your own accord and not trust in God to provide
0: for you. Okay. That's actually gonna uh, miss down here little bit no that's that's good that's good because this one down here kind of creeps over into a lot of these what else okay let's let's think economically and geopolitically there is such thing as Personal property, is personal property, personal possessions, are those bad things?
1: How are you using them?
0: Are those, by themselves, bad things? No. No, absolutely not. It's not a sin to be rich. Okay, good, good. The, the Bible makes these things clear. Karl Marx would have other things to say about this. You know, it's, it's for the good of the people. Everything is, you know, mine is yours, yours is mine. And, you know, this whole communist ideal and people will plow into acts where they had all things in common and really get, take, take scripture out of context in its understanding, um, so private ownership is not bad. We we'll see we see this play out continually in God's word also. Was it Alyssa? Forgive me. Alyssa. Alyssa, good. Oh, sweet. <laughs> good. Uh, could you turn to Deuteronomy chapter 19 um, and Ray, uh, Proverbs 23, please? Or Phil, sorry, Phil. Yeah, Proverbs 23. Deuteronomy 19 and... Proverbs twenty-three. Alyssa, Deuteronomy nineteen fourteen.
1: You shall not move your neighbor's landmark, which the men of old have set, and the inheritance that you will hold in the land that the Lord your God is giving you to possess.
0: Okay. Who's giving them the land? God is giving them the land to what? Possess. To possess. To own, to 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 really steward, because it was given to them by the owner, which would be the living God. Okay, and the way your land was demarked was not by fences, but by landmarks. Okay, stones, big stones, to demark your land. And Phil, uh, Proverbs twenty three ten and eleven. God's serious about this. Don't want somebody's landmark. That's their land. That is their property. You don't mess with somebody's... It's their stuff. Okay? So, you could go kind of a corollary here, is if this is their stuff, I need to respect other people's stuff. Okay? As, do unto others as they would do unto you, as I would hope they would respect my stuff. Okay? So, but this says, do not steal. From whom should you not steal? Huh? You shouldn't steal from anyone. Okay? So, let's say people. You shouldn't steal from people. What people? You shouldn't steal from your wife. You shouldn't steal from your children. You shouldn't steal from your parents. You shouldn't steal from your friends. You shouldn't steal from your neighbors. Okay, Talk about what stealing is or what can be stolen uh, here in just a moment. But it's not just people that I ought not steal from. Who else ought I not steal from? Work. My work. My boss is a person. But, but really the, the company or the entity for which I work. I should not steal from them. Um, what, is, what is our attitude toward the company? What what do you see common kind of in revolutionary France or modern America? About the company. Okay. Well, I I am just a worker. The company Why why can I why do I justify in my mind that I can steal from the company? They're not they have so much that it's not make a difference. Google? <laughs>
1: Amazon? They make so much. I deserve this extra.
0: Absolutely. I'm just making minimum wage here. They're not gonna miss a pen.
1: Well, like they're providing the pen for you to use and so it's kind of a it doesn't seem like a big thing to oh maybe I'll take one home and
0: what's wrong with that mindset?
1: don't have respect for other people and their belongings, and ultimately God's word, because he tells you not to steal. <laughs> and stealing is stealing. Yes! It doesn't matter if it's a pen, or you know, you embezzled a million dollars from a company, you still stole something.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll tell you, if you stole a pen from Google, they would probably, well, maybe with the meticulous machinery and scantrons and stuff that they have now, they might know that. But They wouldn't feel it. They wouldn't feel it. Um, It would be like a polar bear losing a hair. Just don't care. Really don't care. I mean, prosecuting you taking the pen is worth more pain to me than you taking the pen to But that ain't the issue. That's not the issue. It's not them. It's you. It is you. And this will get down into... Number 10, here a little bit later. So I shouldn't steal from my boss. Who else should I not steal from? Is
1: that a
0: government? Yeah. Pay your taxes? Uh, yeah. Somebody said something about that. Who, who said that we should pay our taxes? Jesus did. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus did. Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Jesus no, didn't have an issue with taxes. You know, corrupt government.
1: I think that it's also important to not. There are there are ways to get around things that it's not illegal, but it's maybe not moral, and that is even though you're not legally stealing, it's still you know that it's morally corrupt, and so you're kind of stealing. If that
0: makes. Can can I take my can I take my deductions? With a free heart. Or should I not take any deductions?
1: Yes. The government says that you can, you're allowed
0: to. Absolutely. You know, there are certain things that the government is going to bless. So that is, that is why there are tax breaks in those areas. Because they want to cultivate that. That's why married couples get a tax break. And that's why so many secular singles go bananas. Because of marriage. And that's, you know, that's one of the myriad of reasons we see the dismantling of marriage there. But... But there are also corrupt ways to manipulate your taxes. To, but no, man, take your tax break. I mean, your tax burden is, is silly heavy compared to what constitution should be. It's a different question. Um, we'll actually get to the flip side here a little bit later. So you shouldn't, steal from, you shouldn't steal from your government. I mean, pay your taxes, pay your taxes. Now, what should I not steal Okay, I can steal time. How, well, which is really kind of stealing money, but time and money go hand in hand. How do I steal time?
1: My you're working somewhere and you just slowly do everything. You're not actually, like... Industrious? Yeah. If you're paid by the hour and you make sure that you take longer to do something, so that you... or if you get to work early and you clock in, but then you aren't actually working for
0: 30 minutes. Or you leave early <clears throat> when you're supposed to still be there working? Use a lot of time to do personal stuff at work, check email, get on the internet. I mean, some companies allow it, and that's fine. You have some breaks, but it can be a big time suck. Yeah. I mean, at my work, uh, my employees are paid to teach and they are assigned a time to teach, and when they are not assigned their time to teach, we don't care what they're doing, as long as it's not illegal or corrupt. At that point, so um, so yes, you can you can steal uh, as far as uh, time is concerned. What else can you steal? Possessions. We talked about things. Okay. Ooh. 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 Somebody, you know, a a scoundrel, a rogue, who is uh, merely enticing the female to use her. Could go the other way. Well, I I think the word for Absalom is he stole the hearts of the people and he sat by the gates. Mm -hmm. And, well, it would be great if you had a king who listened. Mm. Excellent. Great example. Still God's glory. Ooh.
1: Look what I've done when I've made all this.
0: Oh. Sin of pride, sin of the garden. Make myself into God. Plagiarism. You hear this. You hear about this from time to times. You know, ah, that's my song. You know that Dylan song. That's my song. I wrote it years ago, and I've got proof. Okay, it may be. In which case, Bob Dylan ought not have taken your song, and you should be compensated for that song. Happens all the time. Ideas, logo, logo infringement, all that, all that kind of stuff. Uh, excellent. So, bottom line. Don't steal. It's not yours. God has given it to them. He is the giver of all good things, James tells us in the first chapter. Father of lights, every good and perfect gift comes down by his hand. You have, there's nothing you do not possess that was not given to you. Well, I worked for it. Right. By whose strength? By the strength given to you by the living God. Oh, and how'd you get that job? Oh, by the provision of the living God. I mean, we can, we can just keep going back. You got nothing. You got nothing. I didn't like it. But there are some hard questions. Oh, I, I, especially in our our, our our society today. What about the poor man? Jesus said the poor you will always have with you. Okay, so we can just scoff the poor. <laughs> yeah, I <was> a <laughs> I'm going yeah. to ribcrib. Huh?
1: And part of that is, will the rest of us step up and take the responsibility that we should? And kind of given that, I mean, for a purpose, I mean, they're there for us to minister to To be a, a way to show God's love. Wow,
0: those are great. David, Proverbs 30, Tracy, Proverbs 6. Proverbs 30, verses 8 and 9. Did you read
1: those? Remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me. Lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God.
0: Okay. So, here the implication is a a poor man stealing will profane God's name. I mean, it's still stealing. Is there a way for him to be provided for? In in our country and in our culture today, yes. Uh, Probably not the way ideally God would have it. It would be families caring for the people in their family. And the more and more families are rebellious to the living God, the more and more we see the poor and the indigent cast out out on the streets, living under bridges and stuff. Proverbs 6, so take Proverbs 38 and 9 and hearken to Proverbs 6 verse 30. Okay. Do you agree? I mean, do do you, do you understand Jean Valjean? What? Go ahead. I understand it, but it doesn't mean that it's right. Okay. We'll we'll get to the ah, there's good. There's we'll get to the next verse. <laughs> verse. We'll get to the next verse. Notice I omitted thirty one. We'll get to the next verse in just a minute. But that's 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 the tripwire to Les Miserables. When Jean Valjean stole bread for his sister's children. So that they could eat, you go. I understand that, but it's still a crime. Then Javert enters the picture. But verse verse thirty one is there to flesh it out.
1: But if he is caught, he will pay sevenfold. He will give all the goods of his house.
0: Okay, God's restitution is you will pay and repay, because I mean there is there there's again. The the fundamental problem is right here. But when you take from somebody, they don't have at that moment and for however long. And you don't know what was going to be done with that. And so there is an added consequence uh, that comes. So there is a way to deal with the poor. It is not to condone stealing. We ought not. Okay. Uh, What about your boss? We talked about you stealing from your boss, but can your boss steal from you? Yes. Legally? Is that right? Is that acceptable for the boss to steal from you? If it's not for you to steal from the boss? I thought thou shalt not steal.
1: Well... I mean, you're working under him, so he's kind of the one who set it up. So he usually gets more praise.
0: Didn't ask that. Ask if he can steal from you, Caleb. I'm paying you for eight hours today. I want you to work ten. You're getting no more. I quit. Okay. (laughs) You gotta watch it here in this. I'll find another job. Okay, in this country, you may have that freedom, but you may not have that opportunity. And in other countries, there are people who don't have that opportunity. So, yes, you will work 10 hours. Is that stealing? Absolutely. Absolutely. You are, you know, I am taking your time, your talent. Your muscle, your ingenuity, all of those things from you, Take them. Can your government steal from you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Can, still waiting on a tax refund from last year. Can okay, <laughs> let me let me rephrase this. Should the should your government steal from you? No. Okay, no, they shouldn't. And there's, I
1: mean, there's a lot of ways that you can. Unfortunately, especially when it comes to the
0: government, because they, you
1: know, they can make the rules get to break the rules. Okay. It doesn't make it
0: right. This, but. this is this is a huge philosophical issue. Um, the government needs money to function. It does. Samuel warned the people about this in 1 Samuel chapter 8. 11 to eighteen. We won't go on. Through it all and read it. But he said, hey, you want a king? This is what's going to happen. He's going to take your children to, to arm, to build an army, to take care of the fields, to cook inside. He's going to take your, your donkeys. He's going to take your crops. I mean, he's telling you, telling you all of the things your government is going to take from you for the functioning of the government. That you would be a protected people. That you would be a unified people under a law. Okay? Now, are there things the government does that are morally questionable? As far as stealing from you. What if I take David's $10 and give it to Tracy? Well, because she's a single mom with two kids. Uh, why do you, I, I earn that money. Why are you taking that and doing it? Well, because she needs it. There's a French philosopher who came and studied our country, calls it legal plunder. It's legal plunder. They're taking your money under the auspices of the law, and they're really just giving it to other people. You know, the whole idea of income redistribution. Well, whose responsibility is she? It's his responsibility. Well, let, give, let him keep the money. She's going to get a whole lot more of the money by passing it across the table. Hey, I know you need to take care of those two girls. Then for it to go up, vanish <laughs> in the government, she gets 15 cents out of what's left. So there's, I mean, this the whole idea of stealing. Our, our government has gotten so big. We, we. Minions way down here in Wichita, Wichita Falls can't keep track of everything all our money is going to as it launches up into the federal bureaucracy. And there are a lot of things. You go, why are they getting money? For what end? How does that bless us nationally? How is that helpful to us nationally other than just lying in somebody's pocket? Well, I mean, okay. Rhetorical question. Go ahead.
1: I mean, your city can like try to help your city. Like, our city downtown needs help. Uh, And so they could be using that to help the city.
0: You bring up a great um, idea. That's the idea of proximity. Or you'll hear it referred to also as subsidiarity. I need to care for the things that are closest to me. And then it works out from there. Who best to care for the needs of Wichita Falls? The city of Wichita Falls, the state of Texas, or the United States of America bureaucracy under Washington, D.C.? Yeah, absolutely, Wichita Falls. And that's the whole idea behind state sovereignty, state's rights. That's why we are a constitutional republic and we are not just a blob, amorphous blob from, from Bangor to San Diego and Miami to Seattle or Juneau, if you want to go all the way up that way. And you see that disintegrating more and more, that there should be this one amorphous blob. But again, you lose the proximity there and you ultimately come to the question of stealing you know are they just taking my money you think of the percentage of taxes that that our government takes that's extraordinary so it's really no wonder that people are doing you know limbo gymnastics to try and figure out how to find a tax break just because the tax burden ultimately is so heavy heavy there but man, that, that again, what does that do? Man, thou shalt not steal raises a whole lot more topics and questions than it, it it exhibits on face value. And we have to be thinking people about this. It's really easy to go, hey, you know, Caleb shouldn't take my iPad, shouldn't take my coffee either. I like coffee. But but you know, it, it grows out really from there. And what is stealing? Okay, excellent. Kara, uh, any, anything else on stealing before we move on? Deuteronomy 5.20, Kara, please.
1: And you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor.
0: You shall not bear false witness. What does that sound like?
1: Something people would say in a
0: court. Yes! What is a witness?
1: person who is like near the scene of crime or question or whatever was going on and
0: what testifies. He, testifies to what?
1: What, what happened. What
0: center. he saw, what happened, what is. A false witness does what?
1: Tries to trip people up.
0: Lies. He deceives. He lies. He doesn't convey it as it was. What if he tells the truth but not the whole truth? Still fine. Okay, it's 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 a lie of omission. You are trying to twist the other person's perception. We would call the one who bears false witness a liar. If something is false, it is untrue. Okay? Do not bear false Witness against your neighbor. So remember when we were back to adultery, when we were talking about adultery, we said said, God didn't say fornication. He was talking about marriage specifically. So are we talking specifically then about merely bearing false witness against my neighbor? giving a false testimony about my neighbor. It's much broader. I mean, marriage is pretty cut and dry. Adultery, you would think is pretty cut and dry until Christ exposes the heart issue and says, looking at a woman with less than your heart, you've committed adultery already. So he exposes really something greater. But a false witness is I am intending to misrepresent against your neighbor do not bear false witness against your neighbor okay so let's let's start just kind of unpacking here a little bit is there a difference between lying and being incorrect and being mistaken what is the difference
1: lying is intention okay you
0: know
1: that what you're saying is not true you yeah. mistaken and you think that what you're saying is true
0: you're just wrong it's not true. yeah good excellent it is it is intention it is intention okay now there are some ways you can improve. You can prove intention. You can prove the person was intentionally lying. You can prove that they knew the truth but misrepresented. But there, there is a difference there. Okay, so there's a difference between lying and being incorrect or being mistaken. Why would I lie? Personal gain. Personal what?
1: As if
0: you know like if you told the truth, that person didn't get what you think they deserve, or what you wish they got. Me. Me. What what does lying do? It elevates me and puts you probably lower than me.
1: Sometimes it might be out of fear, though, Your self-preservation.
0: Okay, but what am I trying to do? I'm trying to preserve me. Now, is there? Okay, let's 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 go to let's go to altrui- altruism. You know, maybe there's is there a valid reason? Ah. We're going to open a can of worms. Rahab. Rahab lied. <laughs> Was she condemned for her deceit? No. No. The military lies all the time. Okay. We always are trying to deceive the enemy. That is it's our bread and butter. d Football players. <laughs> d it. Try it. Well, they're deceiving. Huh, I'm handing it off to that guy. Not really. Huh? Okay okay so so, there is deception that isn't a big deal but there is deception that is a big deal Nazis knock on my door I've got Jews hiding in the floorboards do I lie don't I lie Rahab did Rahab did I'm not. I have. I am not going to unpack that. I've. I've got very strong opinions and beliefs about this. Um,
1: That kind of comes down just real briefly to, you know, if if it's against the law, if it's going to break God's law, you know, where do you go? Do you follow what the government says is the law, or do you follow what is morally what God?
0: Are there higher laws within God's law? I would say yes. I would say yes. Stealing a pen is different than stealing a car. The retribution is different. Uh, there. And, and, and it sits with our moral nature as well. I uh, read an example uh, just this week. If, if, if I were to go up and slap a tree, is there any problem? What if I, what, what if I slapped a dog?
1: The dogs probably bite
0: you.
1: De- depends who saw me yeah but
0: what if what if I slapped my child in a Walmart what if I saw a cop and I walked up to him and slapped him what if what if uh, President Trump was here and I had a personal discussion with him and I just hauled off and smacked him. <laughs> okay? You're
1: going are they,
0: to jail. I mean, internally we go, these are all different. They're, they're varying degrees. And, and that is how we see things play. It, Jesus says it it, it is worse uh, for some people than it will be for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment. Okay, so there are categories. But I would contend that on a, on a personal level, if I am not lying to protect the life of an individual, if I am lying to denigrate you or to protect my, my own self or my image amongst others, it's an issue of pride. It gets right down to my pride, my ego, there. How pervasive is lying? Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) I mean, if you want to go scientific, someone did a poll, and the average times a person lied within a given conversation was 14 lies. Oh, my. I want to say, it's off the top of my head, but it was high.
0: Oh, I'm in the wrong Psalm. Psalm 12. Verses 1 and 2. Save, O Lord, for the godly one is gone. For the faithful have vanished from among the children of man. Everyone utters lies to his neighbor. With flattering lips and a double heart they speak. How pervasive is the problem? I mean, think about a child. What is the first sin a child commits? Well, <laughs> messy diaper, I'm hungry. That's not really a, a sin there. Sometimes well, it's, there stu- it's a stubborn, st- uh, hard hard to be rebellious, rebellious there. But three or four years old, one of the first things that comes out of a child's mouth is a lie. When they're able to reason and understand if they did something, I didn't do it. And they don't learn that. That's inherent. That is within their nature
1: Exaggeration, too, is lying. Yeah, I mean, flattery. Yeah.
0: I uh, know. I love that casserole.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry>. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah,
0: which is yeah, which is why the the proverbial, how do I look in this dress? <sighs>
1: so, so, I, I mean, species. to tell a lie like that. <laughs> what I was going to say. Are you you really seeking to preserve yourself at that point or are you concerned about the other person's feelings?
0: I mean, neither is
1: right, but...
0: So, you know, it really comes down to communication (laughs) between a husband and wife. You know, it's like, honey, if you don't want the true answer to that question, don't ask me. (laughs) If you're just wanting me to tell you you look beautiful, wait for that to come out of my mouth. Now, if it never comes out of my mouth, then there's an issue with me if i 'm not telling my my bride you know that I find her lovely and beautiful flattery flattery being deceitful <laughs> as well I think though there can be uh, kindness you know someone labors to make a meal and they really want you to like it being Telling the truth doesn't mean you're as honest as you can be. Yeah, I hate this. This is the yeah. thing I ever ate. <laughs> no, there's there is there is tact and there is yeah. discretion. Tact is not lying.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, let's right. point. Yeah, very good. Yeah. You see, you know, movies or shows where the, the guy can't lie, and just you need a filter. There needs to be a filter right there. I
1: think the difference between flattering kindnesses. Is- Flattery
0: is like embellishing, and kindness
1: is like trying to find something good about the situation. Never eaten anything like this before. <laughs> <laughs> that was exquisite. So, again, <laughs> again, is is
0: your intention to deceive? There, now, deceit. A false witness is one of those. Is one of the seven things that God hates. A false, a false tongue. And why? Because God is truth. Uh, Titus chapter 1, verse 2, speaks of God uh, as God who never lies. God who never lies. That's why we should not be surprised when we're in Psalm 119, we read the entirety of your word is truth. It's true. It is absolutely true. We're going to see it borne out within science. We're going to see it borne out within history because it's true. So is there hope for the habitual liar?
1: There's hope for anyone.
0: Good. Praise God. Um, But it comes down to this. I have to recognize that in the pride of my heart, in the dark inky pride of my heart i will be inclined to preserve my image before others and exalt myself and diminish someone else what does that the dark pride of my heart also in my own strength i can never achieve a humility that will make me a truthful man I cannot in my own flesh be so humble that I don't care. You know, I will be absolutely truthful. Yes, I did. No, I didn't. Because this, that, or the other thing. So, what's my only hope? God. Jesus. Sunday school. You know, in Christ alone my hope is found. His holiness, His truthfulness exposes my falsity. In Him I see what I truly am, but in Him I find mercy and forgiveness, and in Him, as I abide in Him, He empowers me. He bears fruit in me. Truthfulness, faithfulness, that is a fruit of the Spirit. So when, as a believer, I see this, I repent of this, I confess the truth, To others and ask their forgiveness. But it starts here. It starts here before it can happen here. Faithfulness, self control, fruits of the Spirit. An example of our relationship with Jesus Christ. That's why that fruit's there. False witness. Don't lie. Anything else on bearing false witness? Last one, Jeremy. Read twenty-one and twenty-one. And you shall not covet your neighbor's wife. You shall not desire your neighbor's house, his field, or his male servant, or his female servant, his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. Anyone want to sum that up? (coughs) Anyone want to? Pretty much. If you covet, what are you doing? Yeah, I want your stuff. What would you say? Idolizing. Yeah. You want what you do not have.
1: And I Co- think that ultimately if you are coveting it, you also, I mean, to me a covet is like a strong desire to have this thing. And so you are saying that God is mistaken for not giving it to you.
0: you. You're smarter than God. That's what coveting is. God got it wrong. I want that stuff. I ought to have that stuff. I should have that stuff. And and so we see this commandment in direct conflict with this commandment. God has it wrong. What other God did I just put before him? Me. Me. And me. And I have created a whole bunch of these things. Which may ultimately lead me to... You know... You know, you get the you get the whole shebang here at the end. Do not covet. You know where does bitterness come from? I, d- right I it does what? It's a discontent. Yes. I didn't get the respect I was due. I didn't get the ex I was due. That person, you know, all of this, a, a covetous heart. Why do I get angry? Because I didn't, things didn't go my way. My children didn't behave the way that I wanted them to or they were disrespectful toward me and i get angry anger wrath malice arrogance slander greed i mean all of these you can you can dig into them and find a covetous discontented dissatisfied Heart. Paul said, "I learned to be content. When? I learned to be content. I learned, learned Philippians three fourteen, I believe. I learned to be content in all circumstances. Okay. So if I have again." As we looked at a lying tongue, how do I cleanse a covetous heart?
1: Can,
0: can you fix it yourself? Oh, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fast and then I'm going to get rid of my covetous heart.
1: Ha!
0: No. Covetousness is as natural to us as lying. I want. Oh, Somebody steal a Bible? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm discontented with my Bible. It's got all the same words in it. It doesn't have the pictures. <laughs> you know?
1: Do you want them drawn in crayon yeah. or a pencil? And you, when,
0: you, when you get down to our sin and you look at our sin, it's embarrassing. It really, it, it really is embarrassing. It seemed so important at the time. But then, you know, the child with their hand in the cookie jar while mom's making Thanksgiving feast. The child's been told not to. There's the feast. Wait 15 minutes. Boom. You got Thanksgiving feast. And you're trying to steal a cookie? Can I change my heart? No, I can't beautiful passage for this we'll close with this here is in Ezekiel 36 starting in verse 22 therefore say to the house of Israel thus says the Lord God it is not for your sake O house of Israel that I am about to act but for the sake of my holy name Okay, for the sake of my holiness God is about to act which you have profaned well, that would be commandment three among the nations to which you came, and I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations which you have profaned among them, and the nations will know that I am the Lord, declared the Lord God, when through you I vindic- when through you I vindicate my holiness before their eyes, I will take you. From the nations, and gather you from all the countries, and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness. And from all your idols I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart, and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules God will cause you to do that okay this is speaking of a time future when sin will be no issue for us anymore praise God what a joy what a delight that will be that will be the fulfillment of this passage but we know because God's word says it says it That if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Sin is rendered powerless to us. Romans 6 tells us. Because why? Because we have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. I can't shake the shackles of covetousness. I can't shake these things. These things are commandments of God because these are good and right and they should pervade our lives. I can't shake them. But He can and He did. And in our relationship with Him, in our clinging to Him, as we abide in Him, we will bear much fruit. And we will look more and more like our brother and our Savior Jesus Christ until the day of our glorification when this will be true. What a day that will be. Thoughts? Any any closing... Ten Commandments, man, I exhort you to, to to think on them, to know them, to memorize them. There. Because they're good. They're good. Next week we're going to go into ultimately, you know, okay, I know this, now what do I do? What, what do we do with this as we move into Deuteronomy? We'll pick up the pace here. We're going to go up through uh, chapter 6, uh, verse 3. So I invite you to read through that and meditate on those verses. That's it.